We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Welcome to the Black Hands Podcast. This is episode 82. It's just about to get real. So before it gets real, <laughs> let's do a check-in with the fellas. Um, every time I call on y'all, y'all always like, uh, so volunteer. I don't want to call call. You always, start with that energy, bro. That's the energy you start with. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm blessed, highly favored, and happy to be here. It's good to see all you brothers. It's good to see you too, bro. I'm doing great. My family is fine. We eating, we healthy. Um, you know, we low a little bit of low energy or whatnot. We got the, the the problems that you would normally expect when you have three children in the household, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> we're, we're blessed, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. How you? Yeah, all all's good. Good to see Deuce Dog up in the house today too. You know, <laughs> you got a name change. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell y'all, but you you already know if you're regular listeners, you know, uh, Brother Man was recruited by the Purple and Gold. But, you know, <laughs> just, on, a, on a different note, things are going hey, well. You know? Hey, yo, Reef, yo, I, wa- I want to point something out to you. Yo, that's mm. damn good that LSU recruited you to come and play football for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a joke that's been going for 82 episodes and it still don't quite land. I just want to just put that out there. And if you don't know what the joke is, you don't need to know. It's, it's nothing that's going to change your life. <laughs> shout, out to the, shout out to the IUP dogs. They know what it is. Yeah, they do. Wow. <laughs> hey, so on, on a somber note tonight for me, man, uh, one of the little homies in my hometown uh, um, got shot and killed. Wow. Oh, wow. It's a rare occurrence in Covington, you know, because Covington's not like New Orleans. But when it happens, man, and then it's, it's you know, everybody in the town knows each other and whatnot, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a lot to deal with. So I'm still processing that. And I'm just taking it all in, man. So shout out to the Bedford family um, down in Covington, Louisiana, man. I know this is a tough one for y'all. So I'm praying for y'all. Families in my prayers. Sorry for your loss, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. our condolences, man. Yeah. All right, so fellas, man, let's jump right in this joint, man. So there was a debate that never really happened, that was supposed to happen, that never really happened. So what's y'all's take on on the debate that never really happened? Reef, we'll <laughs> start with you, sir. Listen, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there were, it was any surprises, uh, you know, there, you know, uh, the interruptions, the... You know, whatever it, whatever it was, I, I think you know there were a lot of people who were surprised that uh, forty five did not condemn white supremacists, and I didn't see why that was a surprise. He's been <laughs> he's been saying you know he supported them from the beginning. I, I was I was a little surprised that he, the way that he said it, like stand by, stand by means like yo, I'm gonna need you in a minute. Like that's what stand by means. Like hold on, True. don't go far. I, I'm gonna need you in a second. You know, uh, the next day I just put on Facebook like yo, how many people just chilling while he telling them cats to stand by like what y'all doing in preparation for the standby so yeah i mean mm-hmm. it was more it was more the same man more the yeah. same i feel it breezy coming to you i mean man can you see why people hate politics 
<laughs> like, can you just watch that and see why people like don't even want to be bothered, don't even want to be concerned? Why why a hundred million people don't vote? I mean, you look at this catastrophe: two old white men on a stage with a white male moderator um, saying nothing that's germane to the lives of hundreds of millions of people. One who obviously has a personality disorder and cannot stop himself, and was just a hot, sweaty mess of a man who acted in a way, I wrote something last week about this that basically said that if Donald Trump was a fifth grade black boy in a school, he'd be suspended for what he was, for how he was just behaving. If he just behaved that way in a class, cut you off everything you said, drop nothing in, in, in nothing of substance into discussion, just wanted to derail, deflect and whatnot. And here you are on the stage trying to be the leader of the free world. And then the dude that he's interviewing, it also made me think, man, how would this be different? Like, listen, this is going to sound ageist. It's just going to be ageist. It's not going to sound ageist. It is ageist. So actually, I was going to try and say it a different way. But I mean, when I look at it on Biden's side of things, he did his best. He smiled at the right moments like, man, this dude is just a jackass. He smiled the right way. But I was just sitting there thinking to myself how this would have been different if it would have been uh, Kamala, who who was on the other end of that, or, or, or Booker, or even Obama, or somebody who has the, like, the spirit, has the ability to like cut back uh, in ways that just exploit the moment. But even that, that I wanted that tells you how bad it is. We're in, we're in bad shape, man. If this is the leadership, we're in bad shape. Mm. Charles, swinging into you, bro. That's what's up. I mean, I would just say, uh, I mean, I think everybody knows that it was a negative night. It wasn't a great one. Uh, so I'm going to just say what I'm thankful for from it. I'm very, very thankful that they did not talk about education. I am <laughs> so thankful. You have no idea how thankful. I, I mean, I am a person that 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 is for parent choice and Donald Trump is the worst like he is just the worst mascot ever so I'm so glad that they stayed in a petty space I think Biden and the moderator actually did the best they could I know a lot of people was giving the moderator issues but unless the moderator gets a mute button like have a mute button around the horn on yeah. ESPN has a perfect model where That's I can right. mute you um, and and then next one might be like that because if COVID, if he's messed up you know he might have to do it over like a Zoom or conference call thing which might actually be beneficial to the conversation but aside from that i mean the moderator couldn't go up and slap dude you know what i hey, mean good. like hey good he he i mean listen if if hey, like trump ran over his own like moderator like that dude was trying to actually help him you know what i mean that's the fox guy right so um i just think that it was a tactic that he had i think he kind of overplayed his hand um and, and and i think it was it was terrible to watch and chris i i, I appreciate your piece where it was like, yo, if your kids can't watch the presidential debate, uh, we got bigger issues, man. And it made me instantly think about Janet Jackson in the Super Bowl. As crazy as people went over what happened at Janet, with Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl, I expect uh, a lot more outrage than what I saw. So I just that's my clear. take, and I'm grateful. I, was, I, was, I want to be clear. That is not what makes you think about Janet Jackson at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like that thought goes through your mind on a regular basis and has for years. I think about Janet Jackson often. 
I love Jenna Jackson. There's no secret. It is no it's, secret. It's no secret, bro. That I love, love, love Jenna Jackson. But yes, all I'm I'm just trying to get redemption for one of my favorite people who got blackballed from TV and couldn't be live for years. That's and then true. we got a president. We have the person representing the free world being a total jackass and a complete one. But Jenna Jackson, I'm still around. And I have hope. <laughs> and people might be saying I'm shooting empty shots. But if Jermaine Dupree continue, y'all, I'm sorry. Hey. I, I can do it, too. <laughs> All right. So, so I, I really feel like this was a debate debacle. Uh, I had high expectations going in. But then I remember back in really? 2015 and 2016 um, about Trump's playbook and just like how he goes into these debates. He never talks about any policy, so zero policy gets talked about mm-hmm. during his debates. Um, and he never makes mention of his plans. But there's a reason why he never makes mention of his plans. It's because he doesn't have control over his plans. The party has control over his plans, right? And so the party tells him what to do, and then he makes it this big deal like he's telling the party what to do, but it's really the party in control. You can see that in this upcoming uh, Supreme Court nominee uh, thing that's about to happen. So it's really it's really the party that's in control. Um, so a lot of people are saying that, you know, Trump wasn't prepared for this debate. The hell he wasn't. He was very prepared. He went in and his one goal was to throw Joe Biden off his game. And he did that. Right. He yeah. accomplished. I disagree. I disagree. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. This is what I mean, this is I- for. It's for you to disagree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, to the untrained eye, y'all, y'all gonna say Trump didn't prep. <laughs> he did. And he performed masterfully. Anytime you can throw somebody off the way he threw them off. Hey, listen, there's a saying. It says, uh, it says uh, there's, there's, there's a saying that says uh, to entertain a, if you entertain a clown you become part of the circus and this whole debate was Ringling Brothers with a twinge of uh, Tiger King and so that's where I'm at with it but let's jump in let's talk about it what's y'all well no we got it we need yeah you, you that I, one I, I, none of us on here ever said that uh, that Trump didn't prepare that not that wasn't in any of our statements right so in this group but I would just say I'm not just talking no, I feel you. I feel you. I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't I think he I think they prepared him to do what he was going to do. But I don't think that uh, I I don't think that he like threw like Joe Biden off per se. I think Biden did what he needed to do for the most part. I think Biden showed real restraint. The one time he almost lost it was when he was talking about his son. And I think he gathered himself. Biden did really good about looking at the camera and talking to people like, okay, let me talk to y'all because he's a clown. Let me talk to y'all. I mean, with what was happening. He didn't get flustered. He didn't get super frustrated. He didn't seem scared of him. Like, and like Biden had no, like the Republicans seemed scared of Trump when Trump was running. Like they were like, you know, kind of kowtow to him or whatever. I, Biden looked like he would throw hands with him if it came down to it. Like, so I, I just, I mean, no, I, he, he looked to me, he did. I just, I feel like Joe Biden got that thing in him, right? Where it's just like, like, you know, Biden wanted to say some other words and he restrained himself, especially when it came to his son, when it came to his son, well, Diane. Yeah. And like, and I thought that that was a good moment. And again, 
you're making fun of somebody with a drug addiction when we're in the middle of an opioid crisis, right? Like, I mean, I think those are moments that Biden has to, he has to grab those moments and connect with people and kind of do this whole, we're all in this together piece. I, I don't, I didn't see him throwing them off though, personally. All right, so mm. so here's the thing with that opioid crisis thing that you just, you know, that you just highlighted. There's no president besides Trump that has done more for the opioid crisis than Trump. He's the only, he's the only person that's been really present during the, the hiatus, the height of it, bro. We, like, yeah, so I mean, get get that man credit where his credit is due. I'm, tired I'm not giving Trump a damn thing. They're not giving this president his proper due. This bull you trolling. You trolling. I, and I'm about to Joe Biden you. Let me just turn around and just <laughs> go through my notes. I don't know what's happening right now. Do what Chris <laughs> Wallace should have done. Where's that button? You know? <laughs> oh man. So, so Chris, any responses? Well, I feel like we're trading in a lot of myths right now. So, number one, he wasn't prepared in any realistic way. If you were before Trump, he he has so lowered the bar that if anybody would have showed up and did what he did on that night, we could all agree he was not prepared in any logical, reasonable form. So, only with all of America... All of only with all of America getting a lobotomy, would we believe that this man did anything professional or credible or worthy of the main stage for the highest office in the United States, possibly the world? I can agree with that. Um, but he did what he came to do. I wouldn't agree with that either. I did, there's no credit what, to what give. Do you think he came to do? There, there's no credit to give this buffoon. Absolutely. There's, there's just there's, there's just no credit. Like there's no. Okay, if you want to give credit to, let's give credit to something. I'll give him credit for this. I'll give him credit for reducing public trust in all of our main institutions. I'll give him credit for um, for displacing the media as a fact checking body and going straight to the morons of America through Twitter so that he can spread falsehoods that kill people. I'll give him credit for that. I'll give him credit for reducing and getting rid of all of the standards, the norms, the decorum, all factors of, the, of accountability, all factors of measurements of what you need to, to measure up to to be a leader. I'll give him credit for that. I give him credit for making it safe for morons everywhere to believe that they should be president or that they could be because he's demonstrated that it's possible. Um, so he, those are the, the points of credit that he does get. In the debate, I think he just farted over the whole thing. Right. So he made it hard for Chris Wallace to be a professional moderator. And of course, he made it hard for Joe Biden to be a professional opponent on the stage. So I don't think that Joe Biden did his best. I don't think he was thrown off his guard. I just don't think there's anything you can do when there's a lunatic next to you screaming into a microphone. You can attempt to be presidential or you can attempt to be responding. You do whatever you want. But if you've got some idiot standing next to you screaming uh, nonsense into a microphone, then it makes it hard for everybody. It makes it hard as a viewer, hard as an American, hard as a voter who needs to vet uh, candidates, hard as a moderator, hard as um, um, an opponent. So that's what I give him credit for. Um, I don't think that Biden was was, you know, great or horrible. I just think I, I actually just think that there's not a lot you can do when you have an idiot for right. president. And when you still have 40 percent of a country that believes that the moron in the White House should remain the moron in the White House. <laughs> we have bigger problems than Trump. 
Trump is actually not our problem. Trump is a symptom of our problem. Our real problem is that almost half of America are part of Moronville. That's a real problem. And that hey, no one hey, can and, and no one can tell the truth about it. That's the other part. No one can say it openly and honestly. Saying shit like that is the reason yeah. why the person that was in the previous election running against Trump lost votes. Because no, 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 that's not why. No, no, Hillary Clinton. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary she won. Lost. She she won the popular vote and she won, She lost the presidency because she had a terrible lack of a penis. If it weren't for her terrible lack of a penis, she would be president right now because she would have won those 70,000 votes or more through much of Red County that actually would never vote for a woman. That's just my own analysis. But when when Democrats lose or when someone loses against right, white supremacy or idiocy or Moronville, we can't keep blaming the actual better qualified people for having lost because they were arrogant or because they didn't tap into something. They didn't, no, no, no. I never. Half of your country is white supremacist and stupid. Mm. That's yeah, what you, won. Yeah, that's what won. People, you can't call the people deplorable and like in. And, and that's what you can't. Yeah. If you're being deplorable, you're deplorable. You're deplorable. You're deplorable. You're, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Brief, brief jump ahead. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree. I would say it very, very differently than Chris yeah, did, but I, that's it. it. <laughs> but in essence, no, I agree. <laughs> I, but I agree. Like, you know, like one, you know, if, uh, you know, what are the part I'm talking about differently? Like if Hillary Clinton was not a woman, right? Like we, we, sometimes we like to ignore that, you know, the deep misogyny and, and racism that's involved. Like nobody, you know, just nobody else could be on stage, even, you know, even a smaller stage and, and scream and holler and you know they don't even like you to look smart you're a woman they don't even want you to don't even pretend you're smarter than your opponent let alone more ignorant mm-hmm. <laughs> right like so mm-hmm. you like women are sitting there like oh well i want to show my true self but i can't because all here are all the factors that are that are tied into it acting ignorant and belligerent and just like you know buffoonery like that that wouldn't fly at all like on a much smaller uh stage right so you know that part i i 100 agree with i and i think some of it is you know the people underestimating you know i don't think it's because people you know the last presidential candidate didn't fly over somebody's barn in in the middle of america right I, you know i think it was but maybe they underestimated that 60 something million people would say now nah, we are wholly endorsing this madness we even got people who will lie to our faces and say no we're with you and you yeah, know that right. that uh secret booth it, uh allows them to really ain't reveal no what they're doing ain't no, ain't no you know i'm saying secret booth meaning they go behind it and and pick the thing then come back uh, you know to you and say hey you know like i'm down with you oh he's such an mm-hmm. idiot he's mm-hmm. he's so crass mm-hmm. right you know like uh i you know but we we got to just stop buying in to that you know yeah. there, there are people that that benefit from white supremacy even when they're oppressed by it themselves i mean so, look Charles, man, I feel, that, that dude yeah that dude like he plays to his base it's all about his base nobody doubles down and triples down their base more than trump which is why you got to stand back and stand my comment right like what he wanted to do was go out and disrupt he wanted to rattle and he did that uh well he he, he did what he like it didn't get the response that he's normally getting that he's used to getting and 
it's not a stage that got eight other people on it like it did in the Republican piece. You got to be able to hold court for the full time of the debate, right? So I think that piece, I think on the Hillary piece, man, I think two things can be true at once. I, def- I definitely think there was some sexism and some misogyny involved in her loss. And I also think she wasn't the best, like, she, as far as a candidate goes, like, it, it just felt like, um, I don't want to say she was just talking down to people. I do think it was hard for people to appeal to Hillary Clinton. There was a certain air of arrogance, which I don't think is totally wrong to have per se, but she wasn't reading the tea leaves the right way. I don't I don't think she made certain moves quick enough that she needed to make, um, but she still should have won. She should have won hands down. But again, we live in a country that we live in. So I think let me both ask you of you can be right at the same time. Yeah. Let me let me ask you something. And I'm not a, a, a you know, Hillary fan, a Clinton fan at all, you know, but when you describe her as as arrogant or talking down to people, if she were, you know, was a man, mm-hmm. would that would that matter? Would that even come up? Like, how are you? Are you asking me? Or are you? Are you asking me? Or are you asking the people? What, I, what I'm saying is, and that's probably like the wrong use well, you of said words. She, like, listen, she spoke down look, to people, so I'm wondering, like, you know, like, I'm saying, I'm saying that she she felt she moves like she had the, the election won. She moved like she had already won, and she stopped campaigning. And in, in, in my mind, right, she stopped reaching out to other folks. And I do think that there are people in Middle America that was not feeling the way that she was giving that message. I'm not just talking about the super racist folks or whatever the case is. I'm talking about middle of the country type people that were like, she has no idea what our life is like here. Like she's like, is not. And I think that that, that hurt in some ways or whatnot. And I think she was very qualified to be president. I think she was super qualified. I think she's super smart. I think that when you, this is the other thing that we left out. People read polls. The polls were so useless in the last in the last uh, election because people lied. No, there are not many people like we know rednecks and folks like that are going to proudly vote Trump and do whatever. Right. But there are some people around you. There are some people that you hang with. There are some people that, you know, that's on TV and they sound, you know, and they smart, they intelligent, they got college degrees and they voted for Trump and came out that yeah, booth and said, I voted for Biden. I mean, they're just smart. What I, what, but the point is, but that, I'm talking about how voters are split up. I'm talking about when you read in polls and they're talking about likely voters, right? I mean, look, we can cut it a whole bunch of different ways, but she lost. And she lost big as far as the electoral, the electoral college is concerned. Like, yeah, facts are sure. facts. Yeah, well, but, I mean, okay, so let's, let's be real about a couple of things fact, on that. Another fact that we can talk about, too. She won She won the, uh, the, the popular vote. And so that's a fact that we can talk about. So the majority... More, more Americans, Americans voted for her. More right. Americans more, voted. More Americans her. voted because she had people in California, New York. Like, you have... Listen. It, well, wait a second. Have, wait a second. Wait a second. So those are people. First of all, let's... let's those are people. Oh, let's just stop with the right wing talking points for just one moment. Just now, one wait, moment. wait. First, of all, I don't never, I never do right wing talking points. I'm talking about people these that are, I speak to. These, uh, no, they're not. This is my opinion. This is from I what live, I saw. I live in middle America. Yeah, even, even, I live in middle I hear America. You. Okay, yeah, so this nonsense that she flew over right middle wing. America. She never. Hillary never stopped working. She she worked until the very end. She made the, all the calculations that you're supposed to make. She was no more an elitist than a Barack Obama was, and definitely was no more elitist than everybody that ran before. Barack Obama when it came to not wanting to, I live in flyover country, right? They're all elitists as, as far as I'm concerned. And Trump rides in a plane with a damn gilded, gold-plated um, um, toilet. So the idea that Hillary just wasn't personable enough and didn't make all the right stops in the right places or whatnot running against a billionaire who actually never paid his workers, who's had all his 
had had all his stuff manufactured. See, you doing Trump now? That's why. That's how we know who the Republican is on the show. Uh, so, so, so you you doing you doing Trump right now? Like, like the bottom line is, she lost by seventy thousand votes in places where the suppression of the black vote was so crazy, was so crazy. I'm surprised that we're not having conversations about the level of voter suppression that took place in the last election when it was won only by seventy thousand votes. I'm surprised that we're not talking about the fact that for four years almost, we have an administration that doesn't even want you to touch the fact that Russia played a huge part in electing the last president and every intelligence agency knows it, right? To keep going back to how Hillary didn't do what Hillary was supposed to do and how the Democrats didn't do what they were supposed to do and she she wasn't personable enough and she didn't get off the plane in the right spots and she was too haughty and too, you know, all, too all the, too everything. When Russia... Um, has been left a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. When in Detroit, black people in Detroit, that wasn't because Obama wasn't on the ticket. That was because they're doing what they're doing right now. They are dislodging people from their right to vote. They're shutting down. We said on this show before, Howard Fuller told me that they have shut down 200 polls down to five in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is the blackest part of Wisconsin. What do Mm -hmm. you think is going to happen when you shut down polls in Detroit and places like that and get away with it? And then people spend the next three, four years talking about how the the other candidate didn't do enough when, in fact, you did too much to make sure that that black people couldn't even vote in that election. And it's clear. It's on record. It's on record. So I want to respond because I'm definitely not using right wing talking points. I'm talking about my experience with her as a voter. Uh, I voted for her almost holding my damn nose. Let's just keep it a whole buck. Um, And I, I, I will say this, man. I think that she was definitely qualified to do it. But let's not act like. She, like all the things that you said are true and she could still be a bad candidate on top of that. She could still not be the best at campaign on top of that. And my thing is, do you think, do you think I don't, I, I think if Barack Obama was in that election, I think Barack Obama kills that guy. I don't even think it's a question We even with everything that we just mentioned and we can't, sexism has a play, ha, plays a role in that, but it ain't the only reason. I like Hillary Clinton I wanted Hillary Clinton to win but she did not excite me as a candidate. It was even, even with the vast gap in between them and what I'm saying is the people that I've talked to not just I, I understand you live in middle America I got family that live in middle America it was a whole we had to work so hard to get a bunch of people to go out to the polls and like vote for her man like there were a lot of people that just were not excited about her and that's part of the reason like I would really worry for Biden because I think Biden has some similar parts in that where he's not evoking the thing that's making people want to go out and vote for him but I do think if he can perform in these uh, in, in, if, if Trump keeps overplaying his card like that, I'm hopeful that it will make some people that's planning on not voting because there's a lot of people, again, planning to not vote. I hope that that changes their mind about just how dangerous this joke is. So these are not right wing talking points. This is how I personally experienced her throughout the piece. And why is it that if I disagree with her, it got to be a sexism thing, right? I didn't like the way that she went about on some of those things. I didn't like it either. And I still don't actually don't like her as a candidate. I don't love Biden as a candidate. I'm not of, I'm not afraid of talking about the fact, though, that I don't really like Biden. I don't didn't really like her as a candidate. Really, I loved like voting for Obama the first time around. You know, second time I was a little less, you know, excited about it. Blah blah blah, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, none of that actually to me is the problem of right now. They are shutting down mail drop off spots in places like Houston. 
and Lemington going from from many to one where you can drop off. But in the red places within Texas, they're going to have multiple and many. So it's going to be harder in places where you know that Democrats get their votes from actually to vote. That's happening right now. And it happened that time that last time around. We still haven't had any response to it yet. I'm not excited by Biden. But I am pretty excited by the fact that they're stop, they're trying to stop black people from voting right now as we speak. And oh, by the way, in the last couple of days, it just came out that Russia is super active again, all over again, and is flooding all of, of moron social media with moron messages to excite people for Trump and to depress black people again. Because remember this now, last time around, Russia sent a whole, a whole bunch of anti-Hillary in the black community, depress the black uh, community vote messages and sent a whole bunch of approach uh, uh, Trump messages through big data. And they're doing it again right now as we speak. And we can't talk about it because we have a president now who controls the government that doesn't want any of his intelligence agencies getting out there. This is the stuff that excites me because Biden doesn't excite me. I'll just be real clear. Neither neither did Hillary. All right. So uh, coming back to this Hillary thing, I just want to button it up by saying this. Right. So we were fooled. And I think all of you guys mentioned it before in terms of like just like white suburban American women uh, that, you know, we thought we're going to vote for Hillary that didn't end up voting for Hillary, ended up voting for Trump. So that kind of swung the election. If you do the research on, you know, which direction the, the, the election went in. But I think that they didn't do that because they were still pissed off with Hillary because she didn't divorce Bill. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that's where I'm at. And that's uh, what there's no misogyny in that. There's no misogyny in that. Ray, whenever, whenever I don't think you can reach back and pull some crazy stuff out of the hat, you surprise me every time, brother. I just, you are, that is a real talent. I just wanted you to know that. I, I just wanted you to know it. I appreciate that. I mean, do right. y'all think it's going to end up back in court, like a la, you know? Yeah, court? I do. I do. I think I think it is. I think I think he is going to if he if he loses, he is going to say it was fraudulent. I think he has a long play here. I think he has. um, I think that they've studied the law and kind of seen how they can challenge and hold things up. I think they're going to they're going to get their court. uh, They're going to get their judge because they have the Senate. And they're going to ram that stuff through. See, this is the thing that this is this is part of the issue. I think why we lose. Right. We're debating Hillary Clinton from like four years ago and whatever. Republicans are in it to win it. Republicans are in it to win it. No, no I, I wanted to say it because the left always want to get moral victories. Right. It's like I want to sound right. I want to sound the smartest. I want to. They don't care. Remember the dude, the racist dude that showed up on the horse and they got the rape charges on them and all that stuff. And then white folks still showed up and he just barely, barely lost. Like they don't, the right doesn't care because their thing is we don't care about what Trump is doing as long as we get to stack all these courts. He is, he has, he's nominated the most judges. Like he is an effective guy. And we always do is we call George Bush stupid. We call all these people stupid. We call Trump stupid, but they are in there doing everything that they want to do on a platform while we still feel like good because we get to call somebody dumb and we got to start being in it to win it. Charles, check the chat. Well, who's the we? Who's the we? So, because when you say that, like, listen, um, Ray's a Republican, so he's not part of your we, and you're a Democrat. And when you say um, the left, I'm not part of the left, so you a different. You talking about a different we there? When you say we always want moral victories or we always do this or whatnot, he's about Democrats, bro. You talking about yeah, Democrats, Dems. right? I'm talking yeah. about Dems. Well, I mean, Dems got a different problem. Dems, number one, got multiple constituencies that they're trying to like, listen, if you just you, you know how easy it would be to run if all you had to do was appeal to white racism. 
how much easier that would be than to have a party where you've got mixed interest, mixed constituencies, mm-hmm. some of who don't get along with each other, some who want to be put first when the other ones are getting put last. And oh, by the way, you also have a civil war going on that you didn't have. Trump's people were were ancestors or their ancestors were the Tea Party. The Tea Party just took over the Republican Party and got rid of their old people who didn't want to play along and only kept the ones that would play along. So it's a it's a total takeover. The Democratic Party is still in that process right now. So the whole Bernie thing, the whole Bernie versus the party and the whole civil war, whatnot, whatnot, of course they're gonna keep losing because they're at war with themselves for number one. You got all these young, weird kind of whatever. I don't I'm not on that side. I can't say I can't say enough about them, but I just say they got like a little thing going on in there with Bernie and all their stuff in the Democratic Party that I mean, mm-hmm. if it were up to me, Bernie would have the courage of his convictions. He would take all of his people and all of his wannabe socialist individuals and he would go to a third party where he belongs because he's never been a Democrat. He would stop just like the constant throwing rocks at the Democratic Party, knowing that most of his people aren't even real Democrats and they would walk with him like the cultists that Trump has to anywhere he would go. He should just go to the Green Party and do his thing. Instead, he's trying to hack and destabilize the regular party. And now a good portion of his people that are in the Democratic Party are going to be the main ones that are secretly hoping that Trump wins so that it could prove that how wrong the Dems were in not picking mm-hmm. the socialist who's been in Congress for, for decades and has never gotten anything done, how he could beat anybody right now. He can't even beat <laughs> he can't beat anybody now, but he could beat Trump on the trail or whatnot. I know this is not going to sound good to the Bernie bros, but whatever. Right. Go to a third party. You've never been a Democrat. You've never been a Democrat and you know it. Go to a party, have the courage of your convictions, go to the Green Party, run a third party movement. And let's see, let's see how many people follow you. Let's just see what happens. Right. Because, you know, all this could have, would have, should have. If they would have ran Birdie, he would have beat. Bruh, please, please. You got to win a primary first. You got to win a primary first. Oh, it's Reef. It's a mess. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a mess. Look at Trump tearing us apart. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, as as the independent watching this entire circus, right? You know, um, you know. One, I would encourage people don't lose sight of uh, your local elections, <laughs> the local things that are happening, <laughs> local politics. Um, and I, I think you know, like, it's I I agree with the part like. If you can tap into I I can't help but to think about like Ronald Reagan, right? Like whether it was the polls and people said, oh, he's a he's a cowboy. He's an actor. He's a jokester. He's not going to do it. And then but he had he had those whistles. He had those messages to tap into the right people. (laughs) Right. Trump does it more outlandishly, but it's kind of this is a lot of the same, you know, a lot of the same stuff, right? And so I'm, I'm you know, we're just, I, I do think it's going to end up in court. I think it's going to be, you know, mm. a mess um, for, you know, for quite a bit. And I, I think, you know, the voter suppression, the you know, the just the nonsense, all the, all the just, the chaos that just consistently, you know, occur, you know, throughout these trails, um, previous three years, as well as, you know, um, for the next. And we said before, we we wouldn't, you know, like Trump's not Trump's going to appeal to a certain group of people. And like, it's it's easy for Americans to tap into that, to buy into that. So, yeah, if anything, it's consistent. The voters are consistent. <laughs> the talking points are consistent. 
Like, you know. You, you know what I will say, and, and is this better, or do I still sound like I'm super You're close? cool. You're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. You sound good. You know, yeah, you sound good. You know what? You, you know what is interesting though it is like I I think this is somewhat of a microcosm, right? Like, because if we had a uber conservative on here right now, that I feel like if we put four conservatives that didn't know each other. They would be like, yep, yep. yep. They, like they, their points, like they are, they are, this is what I mean when I'm talking about in it to win it, right? And like, we're still having a lot of debates, like unresolved issues on our side when right now is the time that we all kind of got to be, look, I don't like this dude. I don't, I don't, I'm not a Joe Biden fan. I wish I had Bernie. I wish I had Hillary. Like at some point we got to like in this election, we got to stop that. And we got to be like, okay, look, we need to focus on all the things Chris talked about because they about to pull some shenanigans. We got to be ready with our lawyers that's going to be ready to, to go in and fight because they not they going to play dirty. Like, that's again, that's we right. have to be ready to go in for the win, yeah. not just yeah. to win the argument, but I need you to win the seat. Let's argue after we get in. After we get in, we can fight wrong. and all that. Y'all got it all wrong, bro. Here it come. Let me wrong. give you the screen because I don't want to be associated with what you're about I'm to do about next. To bad takes, <laughs> Here we go. Yo, first of all, I don't give bad takes. Second of all, I want to shout out this shirt. This shirt, if you're Greek, it says, I hate my Neos because I hate my Neos. Shout out to the plug. Uh, my Neo got this shirt for me. He knows I hate them. And so, yeah. What does that mean? I, I got uh, no idea. Yo, bro, no if you, idea. If, yo, don't worry about what it means, man. Just, 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 just. Go in your bubble. Okay. You're not <laughs> right. So back to what I was saying. Okay. Uh, Biden is going to win this election by so large of a margin that mm. all of those things that you, you guys are talking about in terms of uh, the Supreme Court and like all these other things is not even going to be needed, bro. And so that's where I'm at with it. Biden wins this. This is going to be a landslide. Right now, if we're looking at the polls, he's 14 percentage points up. I know y'all don't pay attention to polls. but these We are do. They just, they lie. Right, but these are even polls on Fox News that puts him up in double digits. This is going to be a landslide election. He's not really up in double digits, though, bro. He's not in double digits. Right. Yeah, in he's a lot of places, it's like... it's in a poll, bro. Yeah, in a poll, but in swing states, he's, he's getting like a point here or there. You know? Yeah, 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 in swing states. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I just don't think anybody could go to sleep right now. There's no right. like nothing, nothing that you believe conventional wisdom ever is going to surprise me again to, to be wrong. It's like everything's wrong to me until it's right. So the polls, even when they look good, I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. They looked good before. They look good. This they look great. That's they the thing. Great. They looked yeah. great in the last in the last election. They looked amazing. Right. And all that stuff underperformed because people lie. People lie on polls. Right. Again, like yeah. there's a lot of people that stand to do really, really well with a Trump presidency. That's a lot of people, man. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying they're called white people. It hurt me. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Before, before I, have, I have a question I want to ask you all because mm-hmm. uh, my man uh, ran ran Miller. Uh, wrote a piece. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a message in the music, mm-hmm. and what he said was, and I, I hadn't heard this before. He said, as recent as February 20, 2020, a poll, uh, NBJ, WSG, I guess Wall Street Journal. I don't know what the uh, NBJ is. Mm-hmm. Uh, revealed that only six percent of Black women approved of Donald Trump as president, compared with a twenty four percent approval rating among Black men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had y'all heard that before? Mm hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I had. I mean, he got a, he got more of the black vote than um, than uh, Romney got. He got more of the black vote, I think, even than uh, than Bush got uh, one and two. So um, he's the black male vote. The for black sure. male. Yeah, yeah. 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 He got more of that vote. I, um, my jaw so. dropped. 
I mean, I, like, I, I know the Deuce you know, Dog like wasn't part of that twenty four percent, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely right? not. But I, okay. yeah, I absolutely right. was not a part of the twenty four percent. But I can tell you this: financially, I benefited, and I've been, and y'all benefited too. And you probably benefited more than you did when Obama was president. That's not true, though. That's just not true. Like, I'm sick of this mythology. Like, like these, these, these things keep getting said. Like, no, we did not. Like, all this stuff, oh, the economy was the best it had ever been and blah, 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 and all that stuff and whatever. It's just not true. It's true if you are mega wealthy. If you own Amazon, right. yes, it probably, you, you got wealthy. richer by the hour, right? Mm-hmm. But there's some long-term stuff that happened to us that's going to cost us more than what we anything we got. So I, I, I just want to be real clear about the fact is I don't like any of these people. I hate everybody right now. Like I hate everybody. I hate all of them right now. I hate everybody. Like like it's Chris versus everybody. I hate every one of them. So I have to be ultra pragmatic. I hate Bernie. I hate Biden. I hate Trump. I hate the the Bernie Bros and the mistresses. I hate the 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 Biden Bros and mistresses. I hate the Trump and the Trumpets. I hate the Trump pansies. I hate all of America right now because America is like a shit show. Uh, like on crackers, like old crackers, stale crackers, like the cracker of crackers, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so what we got to do right now is we just got to like make the best of, of the worst, which right now everybody is lying. Everybody's cheating. Nobody's got anything good for us. We're not going to end up with great health care. We're not going to end up with great schools. We're not going to end up with an educated country where everybody gets like a, a good college education. We're not going to transition to the future that we know we need to transition to right now. We're not preparing people for the next wave and the next economy or whatnot. What we are doing is dying. We're dying on the vine. Most of the things that we we believe five years ago and 10 years ago, whatnot, are coming to an end. The institutions are coming to an end. This is this is late stage capitalism, like in its last fart. Right. Like and 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 everybody's getting shit on right now. We we, you know, like, listen, because the situation stinks. Right. So the bottom line is if you hate everybody like I do. Right. You hate everybody. You hate everybody. The best you can do is like look for the best pile of shit and go with that one, right? So all this like she did wrong, he did wrong, he did right, blah, blah, blah. We just have to be thinking right now. We have to think out of a bubble. And everything I just said is true for white people. It's even more true for if you're not white. If you are white and you are thinking that you are living comfortably in the same country you've been living in forever, whatnot, you stupid. Right now, your shit is coming to an end in ways that are like are, are profound. And, and everyone around the globe knows it, right? They know that you are in late stage capitalism. If you are black or a person of color, that is even 10 times more the situation. We got to stop working on working on other people's farm and figure out what the hell we going to do for us right now. That was my happy message of the night. So, <laughs> so, hey, so hey, that's cool. what I got for you. All right. So we're going to transition forward. We're going to leave this topic and we're going to move to the next topic. So the president has COVID-19. Right? And so let me set it up. Right. So, <laughs> oh, Charles, sorry, scream me in, baby. Scream me in, baby. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> in January, Trump said it's under control. In February, oh, this is a hoax. In March, he wanted the, the he wanted the churches packed by Easter. In April, <laughs> it's going away. In May. Time to open up. In June, just embers. In July, time to open schools. In August, other countries are worse. In September, vaccines are coming 
soon in October, tweeting from hospital. Man, what does all this mean to y'all? I just found out today that he was in the hospital. So like, well, damn, where, where you been? <laughs> I, I, I he's been know. preoccupied. Nah, he's been preoccupied. Uh, but listen, I I, you know, I don't even know what to say. Like, does he have it? I, I did see him do a little interview and the, the drive by. Like, you know, I was surprised. You know, I, I don't know, man. Like, who cares? Like, you know, I I don't know. <laughs> Right. I don't uh, know, man. I, I, I think, I mean, I don't know, man. I look at it like, I don't even know if he really got it or not. I, 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 I it is not, it is not beneath him and his, and his team to get it, act like he got it and then be like, look, and I'm help. Look, I'm, I'm 80. I eat McDonald's every day and I'm, and I'm, I'm okay. Let's open up the country. Like these, this is what I'm saying. Like these people are in it to win it, man. Like, if he really got it with the way his health is, the five necks he got, the three chins, like, and his horrible eating habits, he doesn't work out. If he's in there for three days and he comes back and talk about I'm as good as new, then I'm like, okay. Because I think he's trying to convey a message. Now, again, and I'm not going to wish death on anybody. I can, can, you know, contrary to popular belief, like, you know, that's just not... That's not in me to do that. I mean, people can do whatever they want to do. You know what I'm saying? But um, if, if nature takes its course and whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? But I really don't know, y'all. I, I, I'm like, I, I don't know. And I also don't want, uh, I mean, that's a whole different level of, of, of just chaos if we have a sitting president die, right, in the middle of this. Because the first thing they're going to try to do is suspend the election and talk about, like, this is not the time to have a transfer of power. Again, however this goes, Republicans are looking for ways to win and I think Democrats like to hear themselves talk and they like to sound smart and they're okay with not getting the win so they can complain about it so I need to see a switch just in general Um, and I don't know man how would they act different what would you see different out of them Oh, I would see them. Um, I think that's a good question, man. I would see them have strategies that are more uh, germane to actually winning. I would see them actually talk about policies that's going to impact a populace and people. Um, I think that they still have an issue with talking directly to people and they still kind of talk over people's heads. I think that they are terrible at messaging. I think Democrats are the worst marketers in the history of marketing. I think kids on YouTube are far better marketers than Democrats are, if I'm being completely honest um like this is this election mark like the democratic party should be eaten right now we should have had a bunch of new stars coming up during this election cycle because the fruit is so low hanging and like you said chris the bar is so low like how can you not knock this out the park so i would want to see them be better you as a a democrat it's like surprising to hear that come out of you right and this is why it's surprising for me to hear that come out of you because i'm not a big lover of the democrats but like everything that you just said to me honestly really does like I know I said this earlier and you you feel some kind of way about it, but it does feel like the criticism of Democrats that the right does of them, that they're out of touch. They're not talking about anything that people care about, that regular Americans don't care about. But Democrats are only talking about a handful of things. They're talking about um, everybody getting health care that they need, life saving health care. They're talking about people being able to afford college 
or not even have to pay for college. Right. So they're talking about people having access to services and to um, life sustaining resources that they don't have right now. That's 100 percent of their platform. Now, how they want to pay for it is usually where the rub is or where they will get the money from. But if you listen to how Democrats are campaigning in the places where their core constituency and base is, right, which is usually urban places or places where there's a lot of people of color, they are winning because they're speaking directly to people of color. What we are doing is underestimating the fact that there are more people who are not the core constituency of Democrats. The fact that Democrats have any white people in their camp right now, to me, is amazing that they're winning 50 and 40 and 30 percent of the white people to me because they're not running on racism. They're running on universalism. Everybody should have health care. Everybody should have education. Everybody should have life sustaining care. We should have cheap, cheaper drugs and, and, and cheaper, you know, cheaper pharmaceuticals. We shouldn't have a, a justice system that actually just puts people away forever and ever and ever and ever. Right. Like we shouldn't be. So all the stuff that I am hearing from them to me is 110 percent not what Republicans say about them. What Republicans say about them is they're talking over your head. Well, of course, because you're talking stupid to stupid white people. Right. Trump is actually winning because he should be. His message is simple. It's to a simple people. It's to a monolith. He doesn't have to appeal to a wide range of people. I don't know what this is why I asked you, Charles, like, what would you like to hear them say? I'm, well, I'm gonna, I'll Maxine, tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. Maxine Waters. I can't see what Maxine would say different than what she says right now. Right. I would like, say, like, you know, for instance, and she to me is a standard bearer of the Democratic message. Yeah, I, I would say um, it's in the messaging, right? So good health care for everybody is a good thing. But it's the way you talk about health care. Like, look, have general everyday conversation, like language talk that you use. And the funny thing is, is that Joe is actually good at this part. This is actually who he is. But they're trying to clean him up and make him be something that he's not. And that's why he keeps flubbing when he's on like the campaign trail. Like I watch those things. Raise your hand if you've watched Joe Biden give a talk and you've just been like, please just stop talking. And like, just don't talk like because and the reason why is because he's trying to over intellectualize a lot of his points. And I think that Republicans are just like, you're going to die. They're taking your guns. They don't like you. They think white people are racist. Are you racist? If you vote for these people, do you saying you hate white people? And I think that our message isn't just as clear. And I think it's saying like, look. When you talk about health care and, and the Affordable Care Act, most Americans, not most, it's a plurality of Americans that don't know that Obamacare and the American Care and, and the Affordable Care Act is the same thing. That's who you are campaigning to. These are the people that's deciding elections. There is still a small contingent in Ohio and Florida and Michigan that will decide elections. And you have to talk to them in a way that they understand. And I'm just I'm just saying, man, it's, it's, it's not a very good campaign and one that sh- it should be a runaway one. That, I mean, clearer language clear messaging, better marketing. All right, cool. Hey, listen up real quick. I want to distance myself from y'all's, uh, from, from y'all's conversation regarding if Trump has, if Trump has COVID or if he doesn't have COVID. I 100% firmly believe that he has COVID because the people that are in his inner circle are also being diagnosed with COVID as well. There are people that are being diagnosed with COVID that, um, were a part of uh, places that he, that he was, that he was, that he frequented. And I just don't think that, um, 
I think that there's other things, other plays that can come from the fact that he has COVID, but I don't think that he did enough prevention in the first place to not get it. So I figured at some point he would end up with COVID because he wasn't wearing masks. He wasn't doing the things that he needed to do to get it. So I 100% believe that he has COVID. I, my, my code is different. My code will not allow me to wish death upon anybody. And so therefore I hope he gets well soon because I want to see him well and lose and not sick and lose. Well, why is that important, Ray? Like, why is that an important point? Like, and I'm just probing. I'm just probing. So I know, but it's why? Not, it's like, important like why am I probing? Because this is this to me feels like we're playing into his like his narcissism and his play. The bottom line is the dude's got the best care that he could possibly have, even if he has it, whether he has it or not. Uh, second point for me is um, this could be like what Charles was saying, the big Lazarus play. Like we know how politics work. He comes out the other end and says, I beat it. I'm like virile. I'm a man. I beat it. And mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad. And blah, blah, blah. Get, you know, like, so I don't put it past the idea. Still that 200,000 people that, still died though. But, but what Charles said, the idea that we even have to be thinking that way, that we could be that cynical right now tells us that, that what right. we're dealing with, right? Like this could totally be the Lazarus stunt, like the stunt where you get it and then you pretend to get it or whatever. The bottom line is there are 20 million people who might not have health care because of this dude. And he's sitting in Walter Reed getting the best of the best of the best of the bestest from, of the best. from that socialized, from that socialized medicine. From government, <laughs> not, not, not from his $750 tax paying ass, <laughs> right. but from the government of the United States that is pumping all kinds of socialized uh, medical medicine into his veins right now. And, and that's the bottom line for me. So let's not talk about the wrong thing. Let's talk about the fact that there are 21 million people. I'm just talking about anybody who's talking about I, Trump so, right now so, and his illness. Trump could have whatever he want right now. He could have typhoid or herpes or whatever. And it's not going to take away anything wait, that wait, right wait, now wait, wait, matters wait, 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 to real people back, in back this world stuff, right wait, now. Wait, wait, go, go right back to what you yeah. just said. Yeah. Action. What'd you just yeah. say? He can have what? Uh, what did I say? You, you, you don't, don't have no, to let's, repeat let's, let's not do it. Please don't repeat it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Chris. I mean, uh, <laughs> Sharif. Sharif. <laughs> Life is about choices. You don't actually have to. You know? <laughs> Yo, did you say? All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen, I, th- I think it's important for us to have perspective and for us to not always agree with things that are going to be important. So, like, I'm not going to fall in line just because you guys, all three of you may feel a certain way. I'm going to talk about how I feel. All right. I agree with you. I said it I first. I'm no, I just said if I said I can't wish death on this man first. And then now you turn it into three against one. What, and I what conversation you listen to? It was right, too, right. You know, like, yeah, you that was you and Chris. The Republican and the Democrat can't agree on disagreeing right now. Boy, well, how's that any different in the world? Hey, yeah, whatever. I live by a code. I live by a code. Yeah, I know. Here's the thing, though. And yeah. all four of our black asses is going out and voting for Joe Biden. Absolutely. So, 100%. so I don't know. I do not know. I just gotta oh, stop it, Chris. Hey, it's up. not me, that I would vote for. Wait, wait. He he got the vote hat on. Talking about he don't he knows who he voting for. You trolling? You trolling like Ray? You just roll, y'all on the other side of each know. other trolling? Let me just be real about this. Let me be real about this. It's not that I don't know who I would vote for if I actually go and vote. If I actually take my black ass down and cast a vote, then it's probably most assuredly going for Joe Biden, not because I think Joe Biden is great, but because I think that Trump reminds me way too much of the movie The Omen. But what I will say about like like this is I probably feel like a lot of 
people where for the first time in my life, it almost feels like voting is so trite right now. Just feel It feels that way. I'm not saying it is that way. And don't anybody take this as gospel. Go vote. But I just don't know. Like in my first time, the first time in my life, it feels so trite as a thing. And I keep reminding people, and my kids and I had a conversation about this recently this week, that the person who wins every single election is none of the above. Uh, Hillary got 63 million. Uh, mm-hmm. Trump got like 62 million, something like that. Um, none of the above got a hundred and something million votes last time around. Right. Mm-hmm. So the winning candidate in every presidential election is none of the above. So, um, that's the majority of Americans, eligible voter Americans right there telling you what's important. Listen, gotcha. I told you. All right, so we got one more topic. was till 2012. We got to so have to Where, where, where <laughs> was you at? We're going to go over. Hey, Rick, where was you at? <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, what he described, none of the above. Like, I mean, that's where I was my entire, you know, um, adulthood up until uh, 2012, right? Like it was just, you know, when you looked at, it, I was just constantly looking at like, how have the conditions changed? How is, how are the, you know, the grandparents and parents that I serve, how is their lives radically different? And, and so often, you know, you know, so much of this stuff is just entertainment for the masses. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, just, I mean, a bunch of dumb stuff, you know, constantly, you know, the, the media is complicit in it, right? Like it's, it's rare that, that, you know, and this is, and I, I think part of this is just being able to grow up overseas and see how, you know, politicians are, you know, talking, but also how people talk, you know, how people talk about, you know, the issues. And it just seemed like so, such a higher level of intellect when you're talking to a, talking about a lot of this stuff that you don't you don't see a lot of time. You know, the stuff they're talking about, like CNN, for example, I happened to be at my aunt's house. You know how many times they showed the the uh, the van that he was in and waving with a little circle around it? Like like and that was the extent of the entire conversation. Like, mm-hmm. is, is that like the death of the conversation right now? <laughs> like it is to me, a lot of it is just silliness. There's so many important issues that, you know, the media, the, the you know, the political leaders could be talking about. And I, I just don't see it that often. Sharif, who, who's, wait, who, 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 who's, who, who is Scott who King that said that Chris holds the glue that keeps this panel accountable? Who are you, I, Scott? I had no idea. Scott is on the mission. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm not even hearing that bullshit. <laughs> All right, so, 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 so set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. I mean, set up, jealousy up. won't get your black asses nowhere. Stop it. Right? Like, Scott Scott is fucking bars. All right, so, bars right now. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Chris is DMing Scott right now, like, yeah, man. That's right. Moving forward, right? Proud Boys. All right, so this is a male only group. Uh, neo-fascist far right uh, the name comes from the musical a Latin go figure All right, it promotes political violence uh, many ethnic backgrounds white Cubans in Miami um, has ties with white supremacy but rejects it in 2018 FBI classified it as an extremist group with ties to white nationalism uh, NPR classifies it as a hate group um, there's prison riots uh, Proud Voice versus Antifa um, their arch rivals in prisons, and then uh, Enrique Terrario is the chairman, and he's also the Florida State Director for Latinos for Trump. Mm-hmm. What are y'all mm-hmm. thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I, um, I, I don't. It's racist yeah. people in the world, dog. It's a racist group. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't care about them, dog. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 the they're the street. They're you know how like every. 
promoter has a street team and hands out flyers and whatnot. The Proud Boys are the GOP's street team. Like they're the ones that, ha- you know, at the grassroots handing out flyers that get you in, in through the door with the new new haircuts. They got that fashy haircut, that fascism haircut. And uh, and they get you into the, the old party and whatnot. There was a time where we thought that David Duke never really had a chance or whatnot. He got plastic surgery. He tried that. to clean himself up. He tried to clean himself up. He ran for multiple things, multiple times and whatever, oh changed his haircut. And he tried to like blah, blah, blah. Trump is everything that David Duke was trying to be at the time. And he has actually perfected it to a point now where it actually like you have to marvel at the success of it. Like it's 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 a great like 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 David Duke was. He was the real thing. Trump is kind of like the realer thing right now, because if you were trying to do that, what Lee Atwater was trying to get done years ago, Trump would be your your best dream right now. But what's interesting about that is that there are like a large number of people of color that are joining white supremacist groups and pseudo white supremacist groups like the so-called Proud Boys. There's also a couple of things that piss me off about this and rape you to Republicans. Someone throw this in your court. You got an entire Republican administration that tried to create something called black identity extremist when it didn't exist. They have pumped up Antifa as if it's like a hundred year old organization with millions of mil, uh, of, of users like like our, or some members like the Klan or something. And they refused for the longest time to give credence to the information that intelligence has that white supremacist groups have infiltrated the military and law enforcement, and that they are growing their ranks in both of those groups right now and refused, even all the way up until the stand back and stand down quote, to go hard after that group, even as they're trying to make BLM and Tifa and this ghost of some bullshit called the black identity extremists a thing. Um, what say you, bro? Because that, that actually is a Republican thing right now. That, that's not just a Trump thing. That's a Republican thing. That's the playbook. Okay, so, so here's here's what I, here's what I'll say to that. My party has a lot of racist ass people, <laughs> and, that's, and that's, that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's that's, the, that's what it is. <laughs> I'll take it, bro. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's good. So does so does mine. <laughs> so to be real with you, so do they all. To be real with you, uh, yeah. so you know. That's where we at with that. All right, so we coming we coming up on this hour, man. Uh, let's 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 do our, our closing thoughts. Um, uh, Charles, what's we'll start with you, bro? Yeah, I, I think I mean, look, we I think we had a good talk and good back and forth, and and I think there was something here for everybody. Um, I think all these groups has racist elements to them. Um, I'm a black man, yo. I, black people, I'm talking to you right now. You need a plan. If Trump wins, which very well might happen, I do think more black people are going to vote for him this go round. You need a plan if Democrats win. You need a plan if the city is just, if the country's just under siege because we don't, and we don't have a president for four or five months until after the election, which has happened before. Um, because here's the thing. Our people have died and been miseducated and underserved when it was Republicans in office. And when when Democrats was in office, right? Like, what 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 is the plan that we got for ourselves? Um, either way, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not like Democrats have just listened to us when they've won the seat. And I want this Democrat to win. Um, and I don't think Republicans are going to do that either. How are we going to make things happen and get what we need? And I would also say, as Sharif pointed out earlier, your local elections are very important as well. Local elections are at the heart of your everyday life and things that you're going to actually see day after they, they take office and have power. So make sure you're paying attention to that. Um, I would say that there's a lot of distractions being thrown your way. And now 
if you focusing on your family and your well-being and your kids' education, because we're an education podcast, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're thinking about that, what's going to make sure that your seeds are good and that your family lineage is good? And start acting from there. And go vote. Brief. Listen, um, it's a it's a mess out there, you know, Uh Vote regardless, you know, vote regardless. And please just don't be the type of folks that that all they do, all their entire eggs. Now I'm back to them eggs and them chickens, but all their entire eggs are in one basket. And they think voting in itself is the the end of the game. Right. Like that they can put their feet up, you know, they can put their feet up and complain if one uh, if 45 is back in there or they can put put up their feet and just chill. If uh, Biden gets in there, like the work never ends, regardless of who sits in the White House. Right. And then, so you, we've seen this in the past where people are just like, oh, my party won. Now I can just just chill. That is the most dangerous thing. That's that is the thing that puts us backwards every time. But yet we still keep falling for it locally. Organize, get involved, protect your community, protect your people. And make sure that we are, you know, like having political education. I, I think that's one of the pieces that's been missing in different, you know, different uh, groups and organizations and 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 rally like the political education piece, like what we're reading, that common black agenda that people are like, oh, we don't need that. Like, no, there, there should be there has to be this common thread that we're agreeing about. And we're going to yeah, we're going to disagree a whole lot of other things, but we got to rally around the things, coalesce around the, the banner that's going to really protect our, our families and our children and our communities. And so that, that often is is locally, you know, keep the fight up, you know, federally. But man, like, don't 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 throw your uh, kick your feet up afterwards. Don't fall regardless. for the banana and a tailpipe. Like, listen, uh, good white people. And I'm speaking specifically to the ones of you that are good. Um, All the things you think are good about America are under threat right now. And uh, so I want to start with you in actually don't be comfortable right now because the things that you like best about yourself and your life and your country or whatnot are just under siege and they're under threat and it's not a good time. It's not a good time to be um, to be sleepy. It's actually a good time to wake up and to actually Uh act as if everything that you care about is about to end because it's not to be dramatic, but it's about to end Um, for black people. What I would say to you and people of color and people who are marginalized and people of marginalized descents of all sorts. um, I think there is a bigger awakening for you right now. But the thing that is in our camp and in our court, that makes us better is that we have lived through times where everybody was against us and where and we had to make pragmatic decisions about which plantation to get off of or where to go or which route to take or wh- to, whether to go north or not or whatever. And none of it was good. There were times in our lives where none of the options were good, but some of them were clearly better than the others. So just a couple of things I would warn against. Number one, I would warn against apathy. I would warn against like the 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 going to sleep and just, you know, hoping that everything gets better. It's not going to, and don't be apathetic. This is that moment where people wake you up in the middle of the night at three in the morning and they got a dog and a gun and they tell you, we got to run right now. And, and you have to make a decision where you're going to go back to sleep or you're going to run with the dog and the gun. That's where we're at right now with that. The second thing is both siderism, right? There's a great temptation to say that all sides are equal. 
and they all do the same thing or whatnot. And that's really a lazy man's thinking. And that's how you die. That's like you really die when you can't have good enough judgment to know a thing that is shitty and a thing that's a little less than shitty. Right. When you just call everything the same thing and call it all bad, it means your judgment has gone off and you don't have judgment anymore. And actually lack of judgment will get you killed. So be pragmatic. Think about the things. There are some things that hang in the balance. Trump and Biden are not the same. So anybody who tells you that they're the same and it's the same thing or whatnot actually is hoping you into death or wishing you into death because they're not the same. There are things that are material that are on the table that affect your life. So both siderism will kill you right now. Don't don't let uh, don't let it take over. And then the last thing that I'll just say, and I you know, this is this is the best uh, thing that I can say right now is pay attention to what the other team is doing right now. They're jogging. And they're buying up guns and there's a shortage in some places of guns and the proud boys and groups like that are teaching their kids to, to fight, right? They have fight clubs, underground wing fight clubs and blah, blah, blah. Um, there's something happening and has been for a while or whatnot. It's almost like they're for something. It's like, this is like a bad Stephen King movie. <laughs> like when I see them buying up the guns and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I don't see us having the same level of energy around being self-defenders and and uh, preppers and gun owners. So we might think about it. I'm not saying I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm just saying it's a time where you might consider the fact that you don't want to be complete pants down if we're about to get an ass kicking. So that's all I got, Ray. Yeah. All right. So a couple of things I want to stress upon. Right. The first thing is I want to talk about the local elections, um, the school board piece of the local election, because we're an education podcast. Man, that is um, paramount in terms of like, uh, you know, I'm seeing a, a larger group of African-American folks that are running for school board. So that makes me proud. That means that you guys are going to be in the room. Uh, well, You'll be Chris in the room, in half of them, so that's good. Right, yeah, that, that's what's up. Well, <laughs> knock it off, bro. Knock it off. <laughs> hey, but we gotta we gotta talk we gotta talk about the meeting that happens prior to the meeting, the school board meeting. Once you get on the school yeah. board, right, to prepare you mm. for that as well. Uh, Chris had put us up the game on that. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is it's kind of echoing what you guys were saying in terms of like uh, just. The Democrats, man, like, yo, y'all got to play to win, man. Democrats got to start playing to win. And that's how the, the, the narrative for the country is going to change. It's like we can't sit up and you, you guys can't sit up and do these respectability politics and then think that you're going to come out on the positive side of the win when you got the other side, the Republican side that will do anything in the world to win. Right. And and they're winning. They're gerrymandering, they're redlining, they're doing all kinds of shit in order to swing the vote their way. And meanwhile, we're just. Democrats are just rubbing their hands. I'm saying weird because I'm about to make the switch eventually. Ooh, but, uh, I was about ooh, to say, you should, part of the work is you yeah. and that 24% lead them over yeah. to, a, you know. I don't know about no 24%. <laughs> I still don't believe that number. Just like how y'all don't believe COVID, uh, that Trump has COVID, I don't believe 24 I said I'm not sure. I said I'm not sure. I mean, okay. he might, you know what I'm yeah. saying, but I'm not sure. Okay. Y'all the same point. Hey. We just almost had a conversion hey. here. Like, like, hey. is this some sort of... Lastly, Charles, man, is there some hey. sort of baptism? Do we give him a baptism? Is there some hey, sort of water? He, he, hey, it might be a Trump thing. He might, it might be Trump with COVID. He might just be saying that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hey but, but listen though. Lastly, lastly, what I want to do is this. What I want to say is this, man. Hey, each and every last one of you on this podcast, man. I love y'all. I love the work that y'all doing. I love the talent that y'all present individually, and I love when we can collectively form Black Voltron. So listen. 
You guys have been listening to episode eight. Wait, wait, before you, we're, we're, hold on, right, real quick, because Miss Toya has been asking us. The, the Eight Black Hands Book Club is coming back. I put the details below. Reach out to Miss Toya around details, but it's for Patreon members, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, she's been doing some phenomenal, phenomenal work. I didn't want to. I just wanted to make sure we we said that. Thank you, hey, Miss Toya. Miss Toya, we love you for that. Mama Toya in the house. Thank you, Miss Toya, and 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 thank you to the patrons, man. They rock. They rock out. Appreciate y'all. Um, yeah, and so you guys have been listening to episode 82. Shit just got real. Peace. (laughs) You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stuart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.